doing this fucking thing yeah i watched it all right hey everybody welcome to horror vomit where we talk about horror movies so you don't have to oh, my name is chris Faff and i am one of your co-hosts i am james marino and i'm another one of your co-hosts and today we have you who made me do this I made you do it. Who you, are you seemed excited about it. I, I don't know. I got just who are you? Christina Hoopal. All right. Hoops. Christina, you brought a movie for us today. Yes, I did. You uh you wanna tell us what it is? Malignant. Oh god damn it. <laughs> Alright. 2021's Malignant. Written by Ingrid Bisu, Akila Cooper, and James Wan, also directed by James Wan. Starring Annabelle Wallace as Madison, Maddie Hassan as Sydney, George Young as Kikoa Shaw, and Mikkel Brianna White as Regina Moss. Okay. I'm glad you had to say all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At them linguistic skills. As I stutter <laughs> over trying to think of the word for water or something stupid. Uh, so, James... You didn't get a chance to see this movie. Not one single solitary bit. So we're, we're going to throw this at you, and uh, we'll, we'll see where we come out on the other end. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll decide whether I'm going to watch this or not based on what you guys tell me. I feel like you should, because I liked it. <laughs> all, all right. How did you feel about Malignant, Christina? I like it. I am surprised I liked it because I thought it, in the beginning it was going to be scary because it kind of was for a little bit. But then it takes a hard turn into, like, wow, this is really stupid. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Good stupid or bad stupid? Good. Debatable. <laughs> I think it's good. <laughs> I really like the premise of this movie. I like it a lot. I, I, I like where it goes, and I absolutely hated the execution. I thought this movie was written very, very well. I really like the stupid dialogue. I like the twists and turns in it. Every single thing that they did on film almost made me very, very angry. Almost made you Almost angry? very angry. Yeah? So you're just a little bit angry? Well, I mean, all right. Are we miffed? It's James Wan. He's not a bad director. What else has he done? Uh, Saw, Insidious, the first two Conjuring movies, Aquaman. Oh, yeah, a couple, two, three movies, yeah. Yes. So, I mean, James Wan has been an established horror director since the early 2000s when gotcha. Saw came out. I have and, actually seen Saw, so. Yeah, that was that was he and uh, Lee Whannell, who later went on to do The Invisible Man, which I think was last year, 2020. They remade The Invisible Man again? Yeah, it's got the lady from, uh, I forget her name, but she's in uh, The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Elizabeth. No, no. Elizabeth Moss, I believe. That no, sounds that, about right. That, that wasn't that, that Matrix? right, but I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So the, the biggest thing that this film is getting is either very good or very bad reviews. And I've seen a lot of when people give this movie bad reviews, hearing the excuse be, well, you just didn't understand it. No, no. I got it. 
be. So, I can understand why people don't like it, and it's not because you just don't get it. Like it's, it's not that hard to pick up on. Not to intrude, but could I get an elevator pitch so I kind of get an idea what you're talking about? It it's all right. Uh, a woman's evil twin is controlling her body. Yeah, but they kind of don't tell you specifically that that's what's happening until the very end. So was it an unborn twin situation where one of them subsumed the other one or It's yeah, it's a yeah, you, na- you nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's a uh, it's pretty much basket case. Oh, I loved basket case. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. Yeah, it, it's it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> you don't need to go watch basket case. But I wasn't planning to. The people are calling this uh James Wan's giallo and I don't think that that is accurate whatsoever. Italian horror films, the Fulci's, the oh, uh, okay. Dario Argento's. I got it. I, I don't see it. You know, it's supposed to be his campy 80s throwback, goofy-ass horror movie. And I get that. I really like that they tried to do that, but they still shot it like a James Wan movie, which I think is its biggest flaw. Because... They're trying to do the cheap 80s, goofy, hackneying premise, which, again, it was written for that perfectly fine, but they still spent $40 million to make it. And did he make it super <laughs> so. gritty like the rest of the stuff, like gritty looking? No. Well, Grimy. Kind of. kind of in the beginning, but not because really. Because if they were going for that 80s kind of feel, it would be brighter. It's yeah, a, it's not. No, it's a pretty dark film, and there's a lot of real heavy CGI in it, too. Mm-hmm. Where, like, it's kind of bad yeah. CGI. Well, okay, that is almost kind of explained. You can explain that because they're trying to make this movie in the middle of a pandemic. People are trying to do stuff from home. They're not, like, in their comfortable studios getting all this done. So there are, I mean, that's a problem with making a movie during a pandemic is... There are a lot of moving parts to making a movie, especially one that's CGI heavy. So I get that, all right, a couple of them don't look the best. It's, but It's uh, mostly the very end, like the fight scene <laughs> is the worst. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. It's but, comically um, bad. Yeah, it's essentially uh, an evil twin was born in her Brain. Yeah, it was a. It's a teratoma. Is yes. what they call that. Okay. And they decide that. Long story short, that it can't stay on her, so they cut off most of it and just shove the rest of it back into her skull. Because they can't cut it all out, or she'll die. Okay. So they do what they can, and then. There you go. Seal it back up. Yeah, which again, in theory, great, <clears throat> fucking awesome, run it. But I feel like they needed to. This is also being hailed as, like, a super-duper weird movie, which I think we've watched weirder on this show. Like, for mainstream horror, yeah, it's super weird, but, like, they needed to either go way, way weirder or just get a different director. I thought it was all just going to be, like, a strictly supernatural, like, Shadow Man type thing yeah from the beginning of it that's one of the then, other gigantic problems i have with this is they break the, they break <laughs> their own premise immediately which i get you're trying to make a stupid goofy movie but you still can't just break your own l- rules left and right that really bothers me yeah they do it a lot yeah <laughs> like the beginning there's no like almost the inciting incident is all right 
the inciting incident of it really upsets me as well. And I'm not trying to be the social justice warrior and say, Oh, you can't do that. But you don't, I don't want to watch a movie where I have to watch a woman being abused and go through a miscarriage to yeah. get to where this movie ended up. Yeah. Cause that's how it like triggers her. Yeah. I twin do coming back. I don't want to watch a dipshit detective make quips while a woman is completely despondent because she has just lost another child. Yeah. For that's the third not time. Yeah. That's not entertaining to me. That's just kind of a fuck you. And plus it's been saying, done to death. What, well, why are we revisiting it? And again, if you were just using that as a plot device for like a actual scary movie, fine. But the fact that it's in this kind of like goofy, jokey, stupid movie, like, man, I, I, not, I don't not like it. I'm not saying you can't do it because, again, I, I'm not a woman. I can't say that it, like, directly offends me. But, like, man, I don't need that as your setup. No. Well, miscarriage aside, would you consider the tone, I don't know how, to, how else to word it, but lighthearted? Like, in in like the a, very... Be- all right. Well, the pre-credits shot, yes. But after that, it's... It's, yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to explain. <laughs> she, all right, so she's pregnant and she gets home, and we see her husband like laying on the bed watching UFC fights, and he kind of just looks like a skeezy shit bag, and he says, you know, you were supposed to be working the late shift. She says, oh well, Dumplin's been giving me a lot of problems. Goes into the bathroom, washes her hands, blah blah blah, and it's all really well shot and really well acted. And it progresses to the point where he immediately starts being a dick and telling her that maybe she needs to stop getting pregnant. And she says, you can't keep doing this. And like pushes him away when he tries to touch her. And he straight up grabs her by the forehead and slams her fucking head into a wall. Oh, like graphically, like hard enough that it cracks the wall. Oh, yeah. Like it's not it's not a comedic beat whatsoever. No. Okay, so it, the tone changed. Boom. Yeah. Yes. Quick. And like I said, I'm fine with a tonal shift, but I don't want to watch a woman being abused and lose a baby. Nobody needs to see that. No. no. And again, I'm not saying you can't do it. It's kind of the same way that I feel about if you're going to use rape as a device in a film, like for a revenge, that's fine. But I don't need to see a graphic rape on right. screen. Uh, they no. could totally off-screen that. Yeah, I don't need to see this woman being abused. It can be hinted at just fine. Yeah, because like the way he talks to her before he smashes her into the wall, uh-huh. like I that's all I need. Yeah. Just cut away from him throwing her against the wall and then cut to the hospital, like, tell me what happened. Uh-huh. That's all I need. One of the things that I will give this movie, I really, really like all the kills in it. Yeah, I think all the kills are fucking fantastic. Well, you figure the guy who made Saw is going to have good kills. But these aren't like Saw kills, though. Yeah, they're not. They're fucking wild, and they're actually like pretty cool. I was very surprised because I'm not a James Wan fan, but I was like, oh man. I haven't seen any of his other movies, so I can't. They nailed that shit. Because, uh, all right, the first one who gets it, the doctor. I forget how she gets killed. Um,. She transports into her house, essentially, with the cloudy walls, whatever. Not transports, but you know what I mean. Yeah. And, well, James doesn't, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, 
You apparently don't need to know. Nah. Yeah, and she's yelling like, who are you? Why are you in my house? And then, yeah, the fucking thing just murders the shit out of her with the uh, excellence. I was going to say the trophy. Yeah. I know he a, kills her with the trophy, but I couldn't remember, like, does he beat her to death with it? or? Yes, because, uh, all right, James, this trophy, it's a like a trophy, tro- uh, trophy for surgery. Which is very funny. I'll give them that. And it's a giant, like, uh, what did you say? A foot, trophy foot and a half? For surgery. Yeah, it's a surgery trophy. Yeah, it looks almost like a really high quality, like, gag, like, world's best dad trophy kind okay. of Okay. Yeah, and it's, what did you say, a foot, foot and a half tall, essentially, like, yeah. s- gold sword with a snake wrapped around it. Yeah. Oh, caduceus. That has a, yeah. a banner on it that just says excellence. <laughs> oh, dear. And, uh, yeah, he takes the trophy and beats her to death with the base of it. He doesn't stab her with it. He beats her with the base of it. Was going to ask. And here's a, w- one part that I really like that I didn't catch on the other rewatch or on the other watches, but I caught it this time. It's kind of a shot from like uh, the sight line of a countertop. So you see the arm going up, but you don't see it coming down, hitting her skull. Oh, a la Psycho? Yeah, and then it flashes back, and you finally see him like beating her face in. And right before it cuts, it's a. I think anyway, I could be wrong, but I thought it was like a nod to old '80s 3D movies where it looks like the blood is coming at the camera, and it looks really stupid yeah. and cheesy. I really enjoyed it. I forgot about that because I was with that first kill. I was kind of disappointed that he didn't use the sword part of it yeah and i was worried that he wasn't gonna do it at all uh-huh but he does did oh, they yeah. fulfill <laughs> did they actually stab with the sword too yes oh good good because <laughs> i i wouldn't have watched the movie if they had a stab yeah okay like a missed opportunity if they didn't i, I would have been sad so the second one is the other doctor the old man that gets stabbed in a is that a hotel room or is that his apartment i think it's his apartment because he goes into the closet oh that's right because he's got this enormous walk-in closet yeah. it was dazzling yeah. which i don't understand like when he comes back out the window is open and it's been raining and he sees like watery footsteps like uh-huh. why would you go in there yeah, I you read the script yeah i would immediately leave my apartment and call the police yeah i mean that's one thing that i'm not gonna bust this movie's balls too much about is like oh that would never happen because it's a fucking corny stupid movie no but yeah he doesn't there, realize he's in a horror movie yeah but. there are a few times when it's like oh man you're stupid this is real bad but yeah he uh stabs the old doctor in the face like multiple times yeah. from the looks of it because yeah. they show him in the bed later and it's just they show the blood. aftermath of this uh, face stabbing uh-huh. yeah with the excellent sword <laughs> yeah oh uh-huh. nice uh the what's the next kill the other old doctor yeah, in the bathtub oh yeah that was and a fucking now are shot. all these the doctors that were involved yeah with the miscarriage the that, yeah we'll get to it no, no not it's, the miscarriage uh, it was the ones that cut out parts of the gotcha that was the team that got the evil twin got it yeah boy this is uh sounding great (laughs) no i mean all right like i said man there are elements that are really good but there's also shit that like doesn't fit tonally like the you know the overhead shot where she's running through her house and it's like the shot top down 
watching her run through her house, and then she runs up the stairs. Oh, yeah. Like, all right, that's kind of a cool shot, but it doesn't fit with the corny 80s feel because that's clearly the, hey, we have the money to have a crane do all of this. Yeah. And it's just, there's a lot of filmmaking choices that just like, man, it doesn't fit. It just doesn't work. I think they needed to give this to a different director. Or maintain the tone throughout the movie. Yeah. Because mm. if they would have maintained the tone, would it have been a better movie? It's... It's not that they don't maintain the tone, it's just, it's very hard to explain, because it's not, like, whiplashy, but it goes from, like, ultra-violent to real stupid, and it's real stupid in a couple different ways, mm-hmm. and it's, it gets real tiresome. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Is, um, is it an easy watch? No, this uh, movie is way too long. This movie is an hour yeah. and 51 minutes. Oh, Good gravy. Yeah, this movie's about 20 minutes too long. Before they reveal what's actually happening with the killer in this movie, I almost stopped watching because I was getting kind of restless. Yeah, they really slam on the brakes to give you the end of this movie. And the ending, if we're just going to jump ahead, it's fucking John Wick. That's all it is. So I don't. (laughs) In in what manner? The Matrix, then. It's The Matrix. Okay. I only just watched it for the first time like it, a couple of years ago. It's a really fucking. It, all right, the monster looks like the predator too. <laughs> all right, so there's there's that. Was that a choice? You think? I, I don't know or care. I don't think so. <laughs> it's an homage to the '80s, but or '90s. Actually. So what essentially happens is when she somehow gets triggered, the face bursts out of the back of her head and controls her. Oh, Voldemort controls her moving backwards. Yeah. Which we literally just saw in Tenet, like, last year. I haven't seen that. The new Chris Nolan movie. Sorcerer's Stone? Yeah, it's... It looks fine, I guess. I don't... I didn't think it was that fucking cool. I thought the look of the monster was great. Yeah. And they also violated a few times when the monster's moving around and the knees aren't moving the right, or the knees are moving in the correct direction when they shouldn't be. And I didn't notice that. the feet are pointing in the direction that it's like walking toward. It's just, oh, I see what you're saying. And a little bit of fill shots. And that might have been a choice to make it more confusing. Like I said, they break their premise so often that it really bothers me. You can make yeah. a cheap, stupid horror movie and make it cheesy and fun, but when you start breaking your own rules left and right, I start to get upset. Well, actually, yeah. if they would have kept the way the legs would look, walking backwards like that as the bad guy's moving forward, that would have been a, an amazing they do choice. It. Oh, they, they do, do it. it later in for, the film. For most of it, he is walking oh, okay. backwards. That has to be really disconcerting to look well, at. Well, I think... I think my sister told me, because she watched this before I did, and said I should watch it. Because it's not scary, it's funny. Yeah. But she said that the person who did that character was a contortionist. I believe it. So that's why his movements are so jerky and just weird. Oh, wow. Plus, (laughs) all right, why does the monster know karate? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, I get that it's stupid and rad. Oh, no. That sounds bitchin' as fuck. It is pretty bitchin'. Yeah. Okay, the, <laughs> the big bad evil guy knows kung fu. Yeah, but it's just like the main character lady walking with an alien face poking out of the back of her head. I know, but kung fu. 
Yeah. Yeah, and like Matrix style kung fu. Yeah. Oh, wire foo. Final like fight scene at the police station. Um, that would be worth it to me just to watch the movie. Quite so frankly. So get, getting back to this movie's too long. You could have shaved off the entire scene where her sister has to jump in the window because she put new deadbolts on the doors. She jumps in the window while Maddie's staring at the hole that her head had left in the wall. And it comes out in the end of, I was adopted. And all right, well, you could have shoved that in anywhere else because that's about a five, six minute sequence. Yeah. You could cut all that shit right the fuck out. Yeah, because it doesn't really serve much of a purpose other than other than to say, I was adopted. Yes. Like, you could have said that somewhere else. Yeah, numerous other places. Uh, the chase scene. The chase scene is way too fucking long. Yeah, but is it good? It is. No. no it it really. starts out as almost like the on-foot chase scene from Seven. Okay. Like, it's the detective chasing the killer. Okay. But it like doesn't... Like, they down fire escapes, and yeah. they end up in this weird, like, underground layer thing yeah well i think isn't it set in chicago or something like seattle that? seattle oh seattle's got an entire i was gonna say half chicago of seattle and like was seattle built, is like yeah they a built, full city basically underneath yeah and they also show that because her original birth mother the first person who was captured is doing the underground seattle tours yeah so yeah that entire not entire but a good amount of that chase scene you can fucking get rid of that get rid of a lot of what's leading up to the end because like you said it's about 15 minutes of dragging ass to get to a fight scene essentially yeah because they keep talking about like so i know where to fast forward adopted and yeah and i get that it was exposition but you clearly don't give a shit about your story why are you trying to give a shit now (laughs) fucking don't bore us get to the chorus yeah it kind of felt like they just (laughs) threw it in there (laughs) how have i never heard that before Oh, uh, <laughs> one of the things with the filmmaking, though, that I really did like, as much as I don't like a lot of this movie, I really love the uh, soap opera-esque pull-ins when characters are revealing, like, dramatic pieces of exposition. <laughs> oh, do they do the music thing? <laughs> if, if, if they had broken this up into parts and made it in Spanish, this would definitely be, uh, like, eligible for a daytime Latin Emmy. I probably would have seen it. <laughs> like, it's... It's corny as shit, but... Yeah, I think the worst one of those was when she says, I'm adopted. Like, her sister gives her this look like, oh my god. I'm going to disagree. The most jarring one to me was the other detective saying, so you're telling me that the killer is your imaginary friend? (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that part. Yeah. You know, police never fare well in horror movies, ever. Also, didn't need the whole subplot of the detective trying to fuck her sister. Yeah, I don't know why they put that in there. Could have gotten rid of all that. The whole time they... Every time they go to the police station, he's, like, flirting with her. Hmm. Not really the time. See, now, had they had real, real big names that I might have heard of, maybe the, the actors demanded a backstory or something but that doesn't sound right i like that they didn't get any like real big stars like uh uh maddie i, I forget her name off the top of my head the girl who plays maddie she's been in a bunch of shit but like other than that there's no like super recognizable faces yeah, the the female detective she's been around person. forever she's done a ton of shit but it was mainly like a lot of tv one episode here and there oh, that's probably why i don't know who that is uh, again, 
and this is just a James Wan problem, but I got, I don't need to be told what's happening, like explicitly. <laughs> like the first time that, the first kill when she's in her state or whatever, and she's sitting on the floor and says, oh, I can't move. And whatever else, like, yeah, I got it. Yeah, like, I'm aware, because yeah. you're not moving, so... And cool. that's just a James Wan problem. They do that in a lot of his movies, where they have to just point it out, what's happening. Yeah. And it, it that's a thing that happens in a lot of, not just horror, but I guess, like, movies, popular movies in general. They just assume that we're stupid, so they have to spell everything out, and it really bugs me. I'm sitting over here all stabbed and stuff. Ah! <laughs> a lot of this movie is like that, so... <laughs> I enjoy that. Oh, the the monster's name is Gabriel. I love it. Yeah. I honestly thought in the beginning before they revealed that he's like a evil twin thing, that it was going to be like a fallen angel thing. Oh, from the Gabriel. Because they make a lot of because references of to her, him thing. being the devil. <laughs> yeah. And he looks pretty scary. So. Yeah. I, I do like the couple red herrings that they threw in there. The first, when they do, did the drawing... One of the opening lines of the film is, you know, it's time to cut out the cancer. And then when they yeah. draw him, it looks like he's just tumors. So yep. it could have been like they cut out cancer out of her and it grew into a malicious entity. A demon. Yeah, it was malignant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, I just thought if they haven't already pounded in enough. Yeah. I haven't then, seen the movie and now it's pounded in. And then they do the, uh, oh, it was my imaginary friend. So I like the red herrings that they threw up. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. And they kind of give him like supernatural powers. And yeah. I'm not sure why because they never explain it. He's, he's real good with a phone. Yeah. He can like project his voice through the phone. Yeah. Through phones and radios and all that, that shit. That sounds really creepy too. Yeah. Because you know supernatural entities. It, I'm going to disagree that it sounds creepy. Really? It, it sounds like he had a stroke and doesn't know how to talk. <laughs> I'm coming to get you i get it that it's supposed to be creepy but like man it creeped me out until they revealed what he actually was in that last fight scene and then i was like totally fine would you have been better off not having seen the monster would have been a better no movie? No, no 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 because when it's still attached to her it's bitching yeah it's okay <laughs> it's real fucking sweet it's got like praying mantis arms Ooh. yeah it fucking rules <laughs> And it I, kind of looks like a really severely burned ooh, skeleton yeah. face. Like I said, man, there are elements of this movie that fucking knock my socks off. And it it, it does sound like I like it a lot more than I do, because there are very charming elements <laughs> to it. Like, yeah, he's real good with a phone. He can just uh, blast his voice through the radio. And I don't know why. I wish they would have explained it. Yeah. Apparently it just has like super kung fu abilities too. Yep. So they, they spend time drawing attention to stuff you'd already noticed, but spend no time explaining stuff that should be explained. It's mostly just the, how does he control the phone thing oh, okay. that they never explain. They use it quite a few times and it's just like, he can do it, but I'm not sure why. I, I want to talk about the thing that bothered me the most. And this is, just the way that my brain works. So Gabriel's got the birth mother in her attic, essentially. Right? Yeah. That That's where the story goes. Why is there a gigantic industrial-sized fan leading to the outside in their attic? 
I have no idea. That really bothers the shit out of me. Because when he first takes her, like kidnaps her from the tour, they make it seem like he's just hiding somewhere in that underground thing that she's doing the tour for. Well, it looks like a room in an abandoned factory is what I thought. Like it took her to some secluded area. Is the fan spinning? Kind of, yeah. So they used it, obviously, to have light contrast. No. no, it just doesn't make sense why it's there though. Cause yeah, it's, it's an attic. It's like, I thought it would be like it's house. there to make a cool shot. Like yeah, it, it yeah. is there to make a cool shot. Yeah, but in but reality, why would you have that in your just house? And they could have just hand waved it too and said, "Oh, before we bought the house, it was used for blah blah blah." With a stupid ass movie like this, I'll accept that. Yeah. <laughs> but the simple fact that you tried to slide that by me, like, no, this house would not have an open to the elements industrial size fan in the goddamn attic. No. And, uh. Because it doesn't match the rest of, like, the style of the house anyway. No. And, uh. <laughs> yeah, her mom really fell out of that attic like a real asshole, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yep, right into the living room. Because she is essentially being hung, like, not inverted, but on an angle. It's not like crucified, but she's hung up in a way that... It's it's <laughs> like a Y shape, kind of, how she's got her body, if I remember right. Yeah, she, she gets loose, takes about five steps, and just goes crashing through the floor. Yeah, right into the living room. <laughs> right through a coffee table. Ooh. And it's, it's, it's very funny. <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't die because they made a point to point out that she's not exactly healthy. No. <laughs> so. So no, wait. She doesn't die from falling through a okay. ceiling onto a coffee table. <laughs> I'm confused as to who fell through. Uh, it's her it's original Maddie's birth mother. Because birth mother. Right. Oh, that's why we find out she's adopted and that's the original birth mother. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, because yeah. she wanted to get rid of Gabriel. So Gabriel wants his revenge and somehow like a, or for some reason, like a Bond villain just keeps her in bondage in the, can't get it, in the yeah. attic. Uh, and, oh, and, yeah. For once it wasn't me. I, I, I know. <laughs> I, I should be sterilized, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> What what really made me let la- <laughs> you just told me I should be sterilized? That was kind of hilarious. <laughs> the one that really, the thing that got me the most in this movie is when they're watching the old uh, the old videos of her in the facility, and her mom's yelling at the TV and says, and I quote, "They told me she was dead. Those lying cock knockers." <laughs> <laughs> At least a 60, 70 year old woman <laughs> utter the phrase cock knockers. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, dude. That, that kind of gives me the, uh, all right, you win, malignant. <laughs> you can put the check in the W column. But So, for kung fu yeah. and cock knockers, I'm in. Yeah. It's just for those two things. This movie's a lot. Plus, I can fast forward. I can do the James edit. Oh, this sucks. See? Yeah, there's a lot of parts that you could just skip over because they don't matter. The ending... The ending... is very unsatisfactory. Yeah, I don't care for it at all. Is it a muddy ending? Does it leave things unclear? Or you just don't like... That's just real fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of... So... Ruined it. 
Because I felt kind of like they were building up to something way cooler, and then they just once, were like, eh. Once everything is revealed, like the last 20 minutes of this movie fucking move. Yeah. But it's revealed that, yes, they finally know that her twin is popping out of the back of her head, but it's too late because simultaneously she is in an 80s jail. <laughs> because obviously her birth mother just fell through a ceiling in her home while the police were there. So she's in jail in this gigantic, like, not waiting room, but like it's processing like cell. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. It's super 80s, like, sitcom. It's just a big room with a bunch of nasty women in it. Ah, the holding cell. Yeah. The mullet. Yeah. Um, they start giving her shit, and she just absolutely dismantles this entire room of women. Yeah. Oh, that's turns, the Joan Wick part. She turns into Gabriel and just gotcha. all of them. Kung yeah. fu's the fuck out of all yeah, of them. Yeah, like, punches <laughs> through a woman. Yeah. Ooh. Yes. It's, it's pretty sweet. And then she gets out, and she's rampaging through the police station. And we haven't talked about the set design, but the set design in this movie is shit. Uh, it's just a wide open, like, the bullpen of desks for detectives. Okay, we've got soundstage one, soundstage two. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's very, like, bad sitcom. Yes. Big square room, gotcha. <laughs> Which yeah. I get it, they did it for effect due to the tone of the film, but it still it looks real stupid. Where did your $40 million go? It wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I thought the jail cell fight scene was really good. I thought the police station, or like the big room in the police station fight scene was god awful. Yeah, the CGI in that part was really, really bad. They. Gabriel gets away. They figure out that she's going to the hospital to kill the mother because the mother's in the hospital after falling out of a fucking roof. Still of, attached or just fell off the apparatus? No, she, she got out and took five steps and just crashed through the floor gotcha. for no good reason. And now she's in a coma? Yeah. I think. Well, oh, the coconut hit. She, knocked her out. Gotcha. Well, yeah, she's essentially just in a hospital. Yeah. But they <laughs> they get there, she shoots the cop, and... I feel like she shoots somebody else before getting into the room. Yeah. Yeah. And then she flips a bed over onto the sister, like one-handed. Yeah, like one of those huge yeah hospital, hospital beds. Oh yeah, they weigh about what three pounds, easy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they established that like Gabriel has super strength. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they do a real god awful like a uh, meta inside their head scene where it's like a black sound stage, and they're having a conversation where she says. I can use all of your powers against you. Now I've learned how. And it's Gabriel in a black soundstage with like an endless thing of uh, prison bars because she's trapped him in this endless loop. And it ends with her and her sister hugging and saying, we may not be blood relatives, but I love you more than anything. Yeah, it's the real sappy ending. I rolled my eyes really hard. I know yeah. this is an audio medium, but just hearing that, my entire face just made a very sour look. And I again, just, oh. I understand they did it because it's the cliche, stupid 80s ending to movies. But I also man. don't understand how that sister got up. Like, how are your legs not broken? Yeah, you just had a hospital bed. That's about eight hundred pounds on top of your legs. Yes, and it was both of them. So, because she was pinned. Yeah, trying and to talk, Maddie. Those, or yeah, those little metal bars—they're very forgiving. Yeah. Yeah, they should. Apparently, add. they are because she got up. <laughs> wow. So 
I do have a statement to make about this film, and I want to see if you agree. Okay. Uh, the best shot of the movie. When they are in the police station, in that big room after she has dismantled the pretty much the entire Seattle PD, Gabriel's standing across the room, and the two detectives are trying to run out of the room and leave so that they're not murdered by Gabriel. And from across the room, he whips a fucking chair at them. Yep. <laughs> it is the funniest. It is the end of Austin Powers with the shoe. Oh, God. <laughs> it just whips a goddamn chair across the room at them. And it actually hits one of the detectives. Yeah, it just bonks them on the noggin. Just like my aunt with a slipper. Whack. <laughs> it is. It's fucking magic. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. That was the best shot. <laughs> I was absolutely just spellbound. I rewound it probably three times because it's a long shot. Like they show the entire room. And yeah, I get that the chair is CGI'd, but it's just a chair on an arc heading toward these two detectives. Yep. <laughs> and it grabs your attention. Yeah, because yeah. it's not like. It, it, I think it was good for, not only because it was funny, because it completely deflates the violence that had previously happened. Yeah. He doesn't, like, dismantle, <laughs> shoot them, break any of their bones. Punch through any of them. Yeah, nothing. nothing. Just whips a goddamn chair at them. He does stab one of them, though. Yeah. Point. Yeah, that, I mean, that's fair, but I mean... But, but by that chairs. time, it's just the stabbing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but before that, they had already been hit with a projectile yeah. <laughs> in the form of a wooden chair. Really nice. heavy one from the looks of it. Yeah. I had to get that out there because, oh my. <laughs> uh, the exploding chest was pretty cool, too. The, you mean somebody's chest exploded this, or they were looking at this, a chest that When they exploded. get to the hospital, there's a security guard that says, I can't let you in. And they established earlier that oh, yeah, I know what you're uh, <laughs> Gabriel can manipulate electricity, obviously, with the phones and the, the uh, lights. The, it bursts lights out and everything else. So this old security guard has a pacemaker. I was going to say, fucked up a pacemaker. Yeah, yeah. and he like, like... explodes in his chest. Yeah, oh, they're having a conversation. She's like, are, are you feeling okay? And he's grabbing at his chest and, you know, pacemaker. And all of a sudden just, boom, his fucking chest explodes. Oh. Yeah, it almost looks like he got shot, but... Mm-hmm. It's his pacemaker exploding. Ooh. But again, they didn't need to set up that it was a pacemaker. I got it. You didn't need to say it out loud. Well, the minute you said he was an old guy, I was like, oh, pacemaker. Yeah, because if he just started, like, clutching at his chest. Yeah, because, I mean, they give us the... I would have guessed. Yeah, well, then they give you the visual clues of the lights flickering and the sound clues of the high-pitched whirring of electricity. Yep. It's just, man, again, don't... Tell me. Just fucking do it, James Wan. I'm not that dumb. I don't need the explanation. No spoon feeding. <laughs> fucking coward. <laughs> but I, I know we, uh, we do it on every episode because I think it is very important. But I do want to point out, since everybody online seems to be just on fire about, oh, it's James Wan wrote this horror movie. There are two other writers. And in fact, uh, I forget... I think it's uh, Akilah Cooper that actually has the screenplay credit. Like, the three of them just have the written by, but yeah, I I think it's worth pointing out that there's more than just James Wan at work here. And I think his contribution, uh, as far as directing, was probably the 
least effective portion of the. <laughs> I, I think I hear what you're saying. Yeah, in, in my stuttery, stupid that way. Everything that he touched wasn't good, but all the rest of it, beautiful. And uh, I, but people know who he is, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's the most important. So he's the one that jagged it. And I think I sent you the message last night that I was looking at uh, Akila Cooper, and she wrote the upcoming film Megan. Yeah. The M3GAN that is also slated to be directed by George Johnstone, the housebound guy. Really? Yeah. I'm on. Yeah. So, I mean, a movie written this fucking bonkers with the actual good direction of housebound, I really. It, it's, oh. It's apparently about like a, a doll that comes to life. I don't know if it's like a life sized fuck doll or if it's like a Chucky or something, because it kind of sounds like a Chucky. But I would, still, I would assume it's probably more like a creepy porcelain doll or something like yeah, that. Yeah, maybe. I have no idea. I don't care. It could be a sock puppet. <laughs> who's directing? Who's writing? I'm on. Yeah, but with the insanity of this film, well, and Housebound, and the actual good directing of Housebound. Oh yeah, I'm real excited about this. And can you imagine you Housebound with a budget? Thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm there. Well, who? I don't know if this will have a budget, but I don't know. more than Housebound. Well, yeah, the seventy bucks that they <laughs> spent to make that. Yep. But, hey, Ma, you got any spare change? Yeah, I'm making a movie. <laughs> I haven't <sighs> seen it, so I can't speak on that. Oh, you should okay. see it. Oh, you should. It's fucking great. Oh yeah. <laughs> I I don't. This is like I'm now developing uh, interest in horror movies. Never had it before, but I liked Housebound when I didn't like horror movies. When I still didn't like horror movies, it was just that good. Yeah, I'll have to watch it, I guess. One of the other things, again, since this doesn't take place in our universe, clearly. No. (laughs) I really liked that uh, they were all watching her get hypnotized. Like, it was just like a group event. Yeah. They they brought in a hypnotist to try and get to the bottom of what's going on with her. And it's the two detectives, her sister, and the hypnotist all just, like, hanging out in a room watching her be hypnotized. Yeah, like, I don't understand the point of that because you don't know what's going on in her head. Yeah, and, like, when they go to the police station the first time and they're saying, you know, I, I saw the murder. It happened here. And her sister, you know, if she's wrong, you can lock her up and you can put cuffs on me. Like... All right. right. (laughs) Just. mm -mm. Then there's the joke because, you know, her and the detective want to smash. So it's kind of the awkward situation. But yeah, yeah, I'm really stretching for time. I really don't like this movie. It sounds like a Wait, dude. hold on. You know, the I funny thing is, listening to the both of you talk, I just assumed you really liked this movie because I'm sitting there listening to everything you say about it and all the good things about it sound like a great movie. Yes, but they are also very few and far between. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of bullshit to take in in between these. You know, you know what would be interesting to see? A crisp cut of this movie. If you could cut this movie any way you wanted. Just like the karate scenes. (laughs) Is there a good movie in? If you, if you trim the, the, you trim the whole scenes that you just absolutely didn't like, would this be a good movie? It'd be like a 25 minute movie. Cause I mean, I'm not saying every scene doesn't have its place because like it moves and there's not a whole lot of fat, but there's like just stuff that you don't need. This doesn't need to be an hour and 51 minutes. Like, yeah. like the interrogation scene when they go in to do that 
you can lose a lot of that fucking scene. Or the part where her sister goes to the asylum or where the yeah. place where she had the surgery done. Yeah. Like, why? Yeah. Because it's like abandoned and she just goes there by herself. Uh huh. To do research, I guess. Research into the, jump scares. The the again, she oh. finds the files pretty easily. Yeah. <laughs> Which always just bothers me in movies. I I get it. When it's, they're just like right there. Yeah, and especially just just abandoned hospital. With, oh look, yeah. I I can find all this information under E for exposition. She yeah. goes at night too, and I just yeah. Like why? <laughs> Abandoned hospital by myself. Because that's night. what the script no, said to you. do, Christina. I know, but in real life, that's dumb. Uh huh. <laughs> she snorted yeah. some hand wavium just how before. You get murdered. You know what else is dumb? <laughs> Pushing a what did you call it? A teratoma? Yeah. Just into a woman's skull. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's just dumb as shit. And like, I mean, <sighs> I get why they had to do it. Yeah. It's in the back of her head, so. You can't cut that much of someone's brain out. I just, I really wanted them to go either wilder or not shoot it like a James Wan movie. Because it's, again, that $40 million budget, you kind of see it, but like the set designs look like shit. I think they mostly used that money on like the bad CGI. Because like the opening scene of the hospital, like the pre-credits scene, that's not what hospitals look like at all. You know what, I, I kind of see what happened with the budget. It was $18 million went in the movie, the rest went into promotion. No, because this movie was really poorly promoted. Really? Yeah. Um, they, I hadn't even heard about it until Yeah, like they didn't really push this ago. movie. I don't think an actual like full-on trailer came out for this movie until like a week or two before it came out. Wow. It was kind of quiet. Well, then maybe it went for uh, Hookers and Blow. Eh, maybe. I don't know, James. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't. I've I've never once met James Wan. Nope. I really wish he'd stop making horror movies, but this that's... is the only one I've seen, so I don't have an opinion on. That. Well, I'm not a fan of Saw, okay. but my wife is, which means that I watch them regularly. But all right, so one thing that I want to get into is that we're going to see a lot more movies like this because James Wan is the McDonald's of horror movies. Like he kind of sets the standard because. After, like, The Conjuring, what did we get? A shitload of movies like The Conjuring. What did we get after Saw? That's when the torture porn craze started. Those kind of movies. Yeah, and and I said, it's just like McDonald's. If McDonald's does something, you can slowly watch all the other fast food franchises pick it up because if James Wan is doing it, that's what's popular in horror right now. So we're going to start seeing a lot more movies like this, which... I don't know. It could be good or bad. The, <laughs> like, quote-unquote twist of it being a teratoma instead of, like, a ghost of some kind, like they made it out in the beginning, mm-hmm. I honestly thought it was going to be... Like, I, <laughs> I just lost my train of thought. I, I'm not the answer. only one. I, I feel better now. Thank yeah. you. I know I, if my children weren't here and sleeping, I would have screamed at the TV when they immediately <laughs> broke their own premise by the shadow Gabriel monster chasing her through the house and blowing the door down, which causes her miscarriage. That's why I thought it was going to be like the shadow person, uh-huh. like sleep paralysis thing. Yeah, that's just them breaking their own rules blatantly, and I don't dumb. like it. <laughs> oh no, I, I there's I can I can see a little bending, but when they completely break rules that they set, 
oh, that takes me out so bad. Yeah, and like I said, you can make a cheesy, goofy movie. Like, we watched... Uh, uh, the uh, fish humanoids? Man. Yeah, humanoids, humanoids of the D. The D. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. It doesn't make any fucking sense. The science in it is bullshit. <laughs> but it's but fun. The, story, the internal logic is sound. Yes, they do not break <laughs> their own premise. Yeah. So... Yeah, I have not seen that movie. All three sentences really of their premise, to. they don't break any of it. <laughs> no. I, I got fucking nothing else to say about this yeah, movie, Christina. Yeah, I have no idea what I was about to say. I can't believe I said anything gone. about it, quite frankly. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I kind of think we all wish you wouldn't have, but... Well, let me ask... <laughs> so, should, should I watch it or should I not? It. Do you want to? I never want to watch any of these, so... Well then, don't. It's not scary. <laughs> so, if that's would it be? Your problem with but that? no, would it be worth it to see the kung fu backwards walking guy? Well, from hearing us tell you about it, do you want to? Yeah. Then do it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I so. it's it's not going to send you into a rage. And if you send me a text saying this is the greatest movie I've ever seen, you're fired. But <laughs> or um, I would actually send you into a rage. No, I'll just no. fire you. Maybe. Fair enough. <laughs> no. but I'll just keep showing up. <laughs> overall, I mean, it's fine. It's not hurting anybody. Yeah. It's I mean, not ex- the worst except, movie ever. Except seen. for anybody who was kind of depressed because they just had a miscarriage or something. Or anyone who's been abused, yeah. really. So nobody's going to like that. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. The, Great. The uh, twist, you got anything to plug? The twist yeah. part of oh, it oh, felt just... like it was like an M. Night Shyamalan twist oh like yeah it was bad oh my it's a total yeah. oh henry yeah uh, like they try to make it seem like it's gonna be this shocking thing and it's not yeah because they had already shown us everything before that i was gonna say apparently because i didn't pay attention i guess to the opening credit scenes yeah they talk about teratomas and all that stuff so they give it away immediately uh-huh they didn't sure realize do. That. Yeah, because I went in not knowing anything about this movie, and immediately, like, as soon as they started rolling the uh, David Fincher's seven credits, where it's just like the specimens and shit, and like lab reports yeah. up close with the. Oh, yeah, definitely read all this right now. Yeah, I mean, it's a throwback to late 90s, early 2000s horror, which wasn't good. So this didn't need to happen. but that, that was the only reason that my sister wanted me to watch it. Because she's like, I want to see how quickly you pick up on the twist. <laughs> like, pretty quickly. But it would have been quicker if I had paid yeah. attention to the credit but scene that's, in the beginning. I, I do like that they gave us the red herrings of, at least in my mind, like, oh, it could just be made out of cancer. Because they show us the sketch. And, well, oh, yeah. well, it's an imaginary friend. So, I mean, I think they did that pretty well. But, yeah, like, immediately, right off the bat, they... Well, it must have been an, right it must there. have been really super obvious because I figured it out just by you guys talking. Yeah, and you yeah. weren't very specific. I'm like, oh, no. parasitic twin, got it. Uh-huh. It was pretty obvious uh-huh. once I got past the like maybe it's a demon thing, but yeah, they make it pretty obvious. Oh, that sucks. Good. I like making a whole bunch of different movies in my head. So as soon as I learn oh, you something still new, can. yeah, it I almost mean, seemed like an, it was going to be an alien possession kind of thing too. I mean, that'd have been cool. Yeah. I'd like that way better, honestly. <laughs> I probably would have too, but because aliens fucking rule. Yes. All like right. The movie or demon aliens. aliens. Or... Yeah, oh, all I the aliens movies I are great. 
Speaking of, yes, David, <laughs> David Fincher did uh, Alien 3. Good to know. Isn't that the weird one? Uh, is that that's the Prometheus the one, one or? That's no, it's Aliens Three. Prometheus is the Prometheus one. That's all the it's same. Good try. Um, <laughs> I tried. It's part of the Alien My universe, isn't it? Though I don't Prometheus? get out much. Yeah, it kind of. They say it's, it's like not, a but it prequel is. kind of a thing, from <laughs> yeah. what I understand. I've never seen it. But. Yeah, I think that's the one with Fastbender. It's either that or Alien Covenant. Cause those are pretty much the same fucking movie. But either way, Christina, what have you got to plug? Let's be done with this. <laughs> Uh, I have my Instagram for my face painting stuff, uh, Krista Rainbow ninety one, and then I have my Etsy shop and the <laughs> Instagram. What is that face for? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm just trying to break you while you're doing your plugs. <laughs> it worked. It, it sure did. Uh, it probably always will. Um, it's Hoople Handmade. Uh, we do Pokemon terrariums. Ooh. But you just make it weird. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, but your Pokemon terrariums are great. Thanks. I really like them. <laughs> Fuck, are you cackling about their giggle pants? It's probably what you were just doing. What, what was I doing? Nothing, absolutely nothing. Not just sitting here, obviously. Yeah, fucking prove it in a court of law, you sons of bitches. <laughs> James, plugs, what? Um, Go. My oldest is starting a zine, asked for help, so I'm going to be uh, co-writing with him. Uh, details to follow. All right, and we're all over the place wherever you look for us. We're not all over the place. Under rocks. We're not at, like, <laughs> subway. In your backyard. <laughs> yeah. We watch you. We watch over you. Creepy. Like little, little, little angels. <laughs> just, like something, just, but just, it's not angels. Like, like John Travolta's Michael. Ew. <laughs> all right. Let's fucking be done. <laughs> Good night. Okay. Oh, that's right. Cause we gotta go see Venom. All right. Uh, I'm surprised uh, you forgot about that. I, 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 bye, everybody. Bye. bye. You can